Hi, welcome to Faithful Pharmacist. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Lawson. And in this episode, I'm answering a question that a patient had sent in. They specifically um, sent the question in that they had had the vaccine in 2021, the two injections. They did not have any boosters, but they were wanting to they were wondering how to reverse the effects of that of the vaccines. And so today I just want to kind of go over briefly the information that we present to our patients and just kind of where uh, what we look at. Um, there are some organizations that are out there. I recommended that first of all is that he look at the FLCCC Alliance website. That stands for Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. And there is actually a protocol for the prevention and treatment for vaccine injury called iPrevent. And it has information on there that with supplements that we recommend in our practice and also the reasons for why that you would particularly want to use those supplements. Now, unfortunately, we still have the government agency saying that there is no injury associated with these vaccines, and that has not been the case because I have seen multiple things that have come up that have been unexplained, or there have been some studies that have come out, unfortunately, that have then been um, sub- subdued. Um, actually, recently there was one that showed that, uh, an association between deaths and vaccination, and it was pulled about 24 hours before it actually got um, after preprint. But, but besides that, just you know, what I'm seeing as far as reading journals, looking at different things, my own personal experience, and what I'm seeing that have, you know that has come up in the news, and there's enough of a signal that out there that should be making people take notice. We Again, as I've mentioned before, when there's a signal, it doesn't mean that there's necessarily a absolute cause and effect, but it means that you should be looking into it because there's enough of a problem that we need to figure out, is there a connection and is there something that we can do about it going forward? And that is what the FLCCC Alliance is, you know, is doing. They're saying, you know, hey, we're seeing these potential problems. We don't really know. There's not enough research out there, uh, studies to say this is the particular treatment regimen that's going to help in a particular situation. However, they're saying that based on what they're seeing or the potential of what they could see, that these are some recommendations based on their mechanism of action. And so that's, you know, and that's why they listed them in there. So one of the things, and this is just for general health, you know, whether it's a long-term illness, chronic illness, cancer, or, you know, this detoxification process from uh, the uh, vaccinations, is that it's something called intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. What this does is it basically the body has a process in place in which it will go and basically clean up the garbage that's in your, you're constantly, your cells are using your nutrients and then they're making the products they need to. And then there's waste products. There's also the fact that because you have cells multiplying rapidly, all of the exposure to different substances, toxins that we come in, you know, in contact with every day. And so the body has to have a mechanism in place in which to basically clean up the mess, to clean up these waste products. And that process is autophagy. It's one of them. There's other things. They also the natural killer cells, which go in and, you know, any cells that don't, you know, look abnormal or maybe growing um, inappropriately. And then they go in and, you know, kill those off. And that's kind of how it keeps cancer in check. So the time-restricted eating or the 
intermittent fasting, also ketogenic um, diet. So when you lower your carbohydrates, because we know that sugars, which can uh, pro- promote insulin release, this hyperinsulinemia, and insulin is a is a growth factor. It actually works on grows different tissues, and so um, both good and bad. And so by limiting it, then you help the body to use its natural processes to rid itself of these waste or these potential problems. So that's the first thing that they say is like, hey, any and there's been multiple studies shown about the benefits of intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. And while it's not easy to do, it is, um, there are multiple methods in which you can. And so sometimes trying to find what works best, but even attempting it to some degree can be beneficial. So even if it's not perfect, there still can be benefits to be had. Now, in those people who maybe aren't going to be able to do the intermittent fasting or the time-restricted eating to such a really good degree, there are some supplements that can be beneficial. One of them specifically is resveratrol. And um, typically the recommendation is 500 milligrams a day. Um, One of this is basically it mimics this intermittent fasting. It works on particular genes or particular enzymes in the body to help um, with this process of autophagy. So that is something and it comes from the uh, you find large concentrations in the skin of grapes, but this is just a supplement you can buy called resveratrol. Trans resveratrol being the um, more active form on there. So that's one thing. Another thing is that there is this concern about breaking down the spike protein. And so while we've been told that it's just that the that you make this for a very short period of time, there have been studies that have come out to say that that's not always the case. In fact, some people have been shown to still make spike protein months later. And the problem is, is that even with infection or with vaccination, that spike protein can can stick around. It can embed itself into certain tissues. And if it does that, then it can stump, then basically it likes, acts like similar things, other proteins that some people have like allergens or things that people have developed in the past, then sometimes it can promote this constant inflammation because the body is wanting to try to get rid of it because it recognizes it as foreign and it'll start this inflammatory process and almost will, but because it's embedded into our tissues, then it can cause almost like an autoimmune disorder or disease or flare up. And I am seeing that with some of the patients. And so we want to try to, so one of the things that you want to do first, if especially if you did not take any ivermectin or depending upon what you were doing, if you got COVID or, um, you know, in the past, or if you didn't get COVID um, just from the vaccination, because you made these spike proteins and we know that the spike proteins can cause problems is to detox from the spike protein. And so again, that intermittent fasting, the autophagy can help with the detox. Also ivermectin. Uh, can be beneficial for a period of time, anywhere from three to six weeks. Luckily, in the state of Tennessee, ivermectin is available without a prescription uh, with through a collaborative care agreement through certain pharmacies. And while it is required by law that these pharmacy, that if you were to, to ask a pharmacy about or a pharmacist about ivermectin, uh, they are supposed to re- to if they don't do it, they're supposed to direct you to a pharmacy that does it. Unfortunately, that's not occurring. But there are pharmacies throughout the state of Tennessee that are 
you know, providing the ivermectin without a prescription. You do have, you know, um, so that is something to check into if, especially if you are in a state that that's a problem um, or you're not having access to it or you don't have physicians or doctors that are willing to prescribe it. So again, that's available. I do recommend it. We typically will start our patients with that to begin with um, a three to six week course, depending upon what their symptoms are, what their what their treatment was in the past, different things that are going on. So for this particular patient, you know, I would recommend if he had not been on ivermectin to do a three to six week course, the intermittent fasting, um, and then the resveratrol as well. Now, another thing is, is because uh, this was a male patient, and um, although it didn't have his date of birth, um, just based on the information, just kind of what it, what he was saying, is that I would think it, what his concern is, is because what we're seeing is that these sudden cardiac deaths that are occurring, like later on, like past, you know, vaccination, I mean, there's things that are associated close to within the two weeks of vaccination, but then there's delayed responses that are concerning that that's what we're seeing that is popping up in the media that seems to be largely ignored this sudden adult death syndrome that has all of a sudden just blossomed out of control and that was not a problem you know just even five years ago and so i think that's you know that's the reason why he was sending the question in and so from that standpoint i really strongly recommend being on some type of fibrinolytic agent uh, specifically, um, there's two agents that I recommend. One is natokinase, and that would be a dose of like 100 to 200 milligrams twice daily. Uh, that is, um, there, you can also see it as fibrillinic units, but a lot of times it's in milligrams. And so that does have antifibrillinic activity. Um, it also can um, act as a uh, enzyme, and it can break down the spike protein outside the cell. And so it, you know, so it has two purposes, both as a cleavage of protein and then also as an antithrombotic, antifibrillinic agent. And so I would recommend that he be on that supplement as well. Um, the other thing is it's omega-3 fatty acids. We know that they also can be beneficial from a cardiovascular standpoint. Um, they do also have anti-inflammatory properties, uh, also some um blood clotting, you know, anti-blood clotting properties. The other thing is, is that with omega-3 fatty acids and the natokinase both, is that the ACE2 receptor in which the virus gets into the cell, is the um, both of these um, can reset that cell. They can help it to respond the way that it's supposed to be responding. So again, going forward, um, and so if it was damaged or if there was spike protein that was still you know, cleaved or activating that particular receptor or making malfunction is that the nidokinase and the omega-3 fatty acids can be beneficial in resetting that and then helping the body to um, resume its normal activity or that cell to resume its normal activity. Another um, supplement that I would recommend for my patients that are concerned about potential uh, cardiovascular events is, a, is coenzyme Q10. Uh, and so CoQ10 is it's also um, recognized as, and it, you have a lot of CoQ10 receptors in the cardiac tissue. And so it's one of those things where for anyone who has any particular cardiovascular illness, um, they've seen some, there's multiple studies that have shown that it's beneficial with congestive heart failure, 
um, and also other uh, cardiovascular diseases. So CoQ10 is, can be beneficial for people that we know that a lot of times, especially with the statins, because they can decrease the CoQ10 levels um, sometimes, and that can result in uh, some of the side effects associated with the statins. I do recommend that anyone that's on a statin be on a, a CoQ10 supplement to try to reverse that. But the CoQ10 can be beneficial in itself, even if you don't have atherosclerotic disease and are taking any of those medicines. And usually, now the dosage on there, again, where this is, you know, guess, uh, depending upon what you're using it for, a minimum 100 milligrams for, you know, if you're doing it just as a general supplement. But for purposes concerned, if you really want to make sure that you're getting the benefits from it in supporting the heart tissue, then I would strive for a minimum dose of 200 milligrams of CoQ10 a day, um, upwards to 400 milligrams potentially. And the, of course, it is can be expensive. Um, there's different forms. Um, it does have some absorption issues, so making sure that you get a quality CoQ10 supplement is uh, important. If you, if there is a doubt about the um, absorption of the product, then you may want to make sure that you go with the higher milligram strength to make sure that you're getting enough CoQ10 absorption. There's um, some information now. I think that obviously. Um, one of the good detoxers is N-acetylcysteine. Um, that is a, an amino acid. It is important for a particular uh, pathway in the body in which it helps to um, get toxins. Um, you know, it's been used for many years for acetaminophen toxicity. Um, they give it, typically will give N-acetylcysteine prior to uh, certain tests to protect the kidneys. Um, because again, it helps to increase the pathway of elimination. So NAC is something, um, it also is a precursor to glutathione and the glutathione can support the mitochondria, which is the energy cell, the energy part of the cell, the energy, um, it's basically the factory. So that's something that can be beneficial. Um, again, helping with a detoxification, um, so I do recommend N-acetylcysteine. Now, you don't necessarily have to be on all of these supplements, but they all can have potential benefits. And so that's where, you know, if so talking to this patient, I would say, you know, list the, the top priorities and then sharing that, you know, these other things can be beneficial as well and that they may, you know, need to be added depending upon their particular situation. Now, another thing, especially for people who are, might already have some other type of metabolic disease, is berberine. Now, berberine has multiple, it's kind of a, considered like an, a metabolic herb. It has multiple properties. It can decrease A1C. I mean, so it can help with uh, hyperinsulinemia. It helps the body respond better to uh, blood sugar. It helps the... Um, liver to process sugars better and so um and so it can be used and it's kind of considered nature's metformin um so for those people who have are pre-diabetic um, this is a supplement that can be beneficial and um, it also has anti-inflammatory properties it works within the immune system to help with certain um uh, interleukins that can cause inflammation so it does have anti-inflammatory properties uh berberine is also a supplement that can help with cholesterol 
and so it can decrease uh, the bad cholesterol levels. So it is a very good supplement, especially for general metabolic health. And it is something that can be added, you know, depending upon the need, um, the benefits to it. Um, you know, now with all of the, you know, craze for semaglutide and the, which are GLP-1 uh, inhibitors and um, met, um, barberine has natural GLP activity. So again, there's multiple re- reasons why this is a particular herb that can be beneficial. So uh, to, from an anti-inflammatory, uh, from an a, uh, anti, it, you know, diabetic, you know, for hyperinsulinemia. So again, um, that's something that can be added depending upon the need, especially if a person has, um, is pre-diabetic or has uh, considered metabolic disease, uh, or, you know, is at risk for, um, you know, elevated cholesterol or, you know, diabetes, um, hypertension, those type of things. So again, combining all these things together can be beneficial going forward. So, Again, the FLCCC Alliance, uh, which again is the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, has multiple doctors that, you know, have the research there. They can provide showing these things. These are kind of the, the protocols that we use in our pharmacy that we recommend when we have patients come in. Because unfortunately, um, we do have patients that are suffering the ill effects, either, you know, after infection, after vaccination, um, they have concerns about things and they're being ignored sometimes by their general practitioners or by other medical professionals. And, you know, they just don't feel well. They know something's not quite right or they're potentially like in this particular instance, um, not necessarily having a problem, but wanting to prevent a problem going forward. And we are seeing some long-term complications. So it is something to be aware of and know that it is real. It is not something that's made up. And there are people and there are doctors and establishments out there that can help you if you are suffering or if you're concerned about problems. And you can always write to me at faithfieldpharmacist at gmail.com if you have any questions or about this particular episode or anything that I talked about, or if you have any new questions. And I just hope that you um, just stay positive. Just know that, you know, you're not alone. And if you have questions, there are people out there. Sometimes you just have to keep digging and find out the information on your own. And just because one person tells you that something is not right or that that's not the case or you have one closed door that doesn't mean that that's the only door so you know it's important to sometimes research and do some things on your own and find out as much information as you can thank you and have a good day when you can't see a thing